Hi guys, in this episode, we are talking about seven ways that you can simplify your homeschool. Now we're coming at simplification from the idea of minimalism, which is we remove what is less important so that we can do more of what is more important. So let's talk about seven specific ways we can actually apply that to our homeschools right now, today. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I am so happy that you are here today. We are going to talk about six things you can do today to sort of simplify your homeschool. And I use the word simplify here very loosely. I want to talk about focusing. I want to talk about adding value. I want to talk about making things more peaceful and all of those things that just make our days run more smoothly. And I think this goes back to our definition of minimalism about removing what is not important so that we can focus on what is important right? That's sort of the definition, the working definition that I always have in the back of my mind when I'm doing these podcasts, when I'm homeschooling, when I'm living, is that we're purging things that are less important so that we can do more of what is important. And so just starting with that baseline definition, we can find a whole lot more peace and simplicity in our days. So basically today we're going to talk about deciding what's important and editing the rest. Now, this isn't going to be from a stuff perspective. This is going to be from a stuff to do perspective, because I find that homeschoolers, even the minimalist ones who are really good about not hoarding stuff may still struggle and often do struggle with hoarding all the things to do because it's also fascinating and it's also wonderful and it's also great. And so I'm going to, you know what, on that note, I'm going to add a bonus seventh thing we can do to help simplify our days. Here are our seven options. I want you to pick one that will make an impact, or you can aim for all seven, but any amount of intentionality, even if there's only one thing that resonates with you today, that will have a positive impact on your value, on your peace, on your space. And then it's a benefit to everyone in the whole home because us mothers are creating the atmosphere in our homes, probably more than we'd like to take credit for. So number one, we're always going to start with knowing your values. But this is important because I think our values, it's so easy for our core values to slip away from us, especially in the world that we live in where people want to impose on us consumerist values, right? But clearly you're here because you don't have a consumerist value system. You're not about bigger and better and shinier. But yet there is a pull, especially in homeschooling, to try to keep up with the Joneses, right? So in order to achieve any goal, we have to start from why we value that goal, how we value that goal. And that way, valuing something changes it from an obligation to a desire. When we value something, we want it, 
right? We've decided that it has a value to us. And so no longer is it a should, something we should be doing, but now it's something we want to be doing. And I think that's really important because we find that when we start to get really stressed out in our homeschools, often it's because we've loaded ourselves up on things we think we should be doing because of some sort of input that we're getting. And and there are so many inputs. I mean, I don't need to tell you, it could be a mother-in-law, it could be another homeschooler that you see, it could be a blog that you followed, it could be someone that you saw on Instagram who is, you know, doing things differently from you. And, you know, it looks so amazing that you feel like you should be giving that opportunity to your kid as well. But, but I'd like us to really, really get back to what do we value? Because I believe that our value systems are individualized and they're unique and they are unique on purpose right? We are not all given the same purpose. And so while we, there are value systems that are inherent to all of us, a certain, you know, morality and uh, virtue, why we homeschool can be very different for each of us, right? But my point to you is, is that you can't necessarily copy someone else's homeschool because you don't necessarily know what they value and you don't necessarily know what's of most value to their children. So that's the other thing here. Our children have different needs, even if they're not special needs children, right? They still have special needs, right? So we know that each child is going to need us in a different way for their education and for their development. And so I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but get back to your values. So what you value in your homeschool will be that beacon of light on your darkest day. When you start to feel like you're floundering, if you can get back to why you're homeschooling and the value of homeschooling to you and your family then it motivates us to keep going, but it also directs us where to go. It gives a lot of clarity. So the sooner you identify your homeschool values and the more often you remind yourself of what those are and refresh your homeschool accordingly, the sooner you'll have sort of a clarified and meaningful homeschool. So once you've identified those values, it becomes so much easier to be minimalist, to be simple, to be focused, but too often we stray away from those. So even if you had homeschool values in the past, try to get back to those, try to specify them the best that you can for now. they can shift and they can change, especially the longer that you're homeschooling and with different children, right? So all of your decisions then can be weighed against your values. You can start asking yourself if what you are doing is actually supporting those values. You can choose learning opportunities that suit your values and ensure that all your learning opportunities are exactly what your family needs and loves. So by knowing our values, we get confidence in the education that we're using. And confidence is the opposite of doubt. And I find that when we have doubt in our homeschool, that's when we start adding more because we think, well, I'll do this just in case. And so anything that we can do, that's why I wanted to start this with the first one. I mean, it it might sound wishy-washy, but it really is so important for you to have clarity so that you can have confidence because too often we really, really hoard in our homeschool out of insecurity. So not only will you have the confidence, but I also mentioned you have clarity, you have meaning and value in your learning. And then as a result of being able to focus, you end up with more open time and open space and the ability to breathe and the ability to breathe confidently as opposed to breathing with a sense of doom or guilt and doubt, right? And that's a very different thing. So in short, having a set of homeschool values leads us to reduced anxiety, fear, doubt, busyness, because when we don't have the anxiety, the fear, and the doubt, we don't add all the extras in that may not even be worthwhile. Okay, so values can be really tricky. There's a whole chapter in the book, Minimalist Homeschooling, about identifying your values. And I know that there was a lot of discussion at one point in our Facebook group about this. I have a blog post at zaraphd.com forward slash homeschool dash values if you need more help with this. Go there. Okay. So number two, I have get clear on your subjects, otherwise known as your priorities. Again, this is a whole chapter in the Minimalist Homeschooling book, but really quick and dirty here for those of you who just need a reminder like, oh yeah, 
we're, I have been distracted by new and shiny things. We're at that point in the year, I'm recording this in February. And uh, by this point, we may have started in the fall with a really clear plan. And now we've found cool things and we've shifted. And maybe we're not so clear anymore on exactly what our priorities are. We tend to let things creep in. So let's remove the things that are extra even if they were on your original list of subjects. So if you started with geography, but you are now doing a whole lot more Latin, you don't have to keep geography. It turns out that you can still learn geography at another time and it won't be a waste, right? So you can still build on your knowledge that you started with at another time in your homeschool. That knowledge is not wasted. What we learn is never wasted. So switching because of interest or because something else came up is fine. That's why we homeschool. And so get rid of anything extra, even if it was an original subject. For example, about this time, I realized like a couple of years ago that we were spending a whole lot more time on religion. And so I let keyboarding go. We didn't finish the keyboarding segment all at once. We stopped with the keyboarding practice. And guess what? They picked it up later. And they were pretty much, I mean, they, it took a couple days, I think, to get right back where they were, but then they were able to finish and continue it. So I just want to encourage you that it's not a waste if you stop now and you pick it up later. Any small amount of learning is never wasted. Just because you didn't do, you know, an in-depth dive into some subject doesn't make it less valuable to do a cursory dive into a subject right? There is definitely this idea that we don't have to learn con conventionally, right? We don't have to go from point A to point B in a very linear and structured fashion. We can actually jump to the line segment C and D and come back to line segment A, B at a later time, if that makes sense for those of you who, are, who, who enjoy math and that sort of thing. Okay, so sports and things that you are already doing, the art classes, the subscription boxes, the magazine subscription that your children diligently read, um, the cooking, the crafts, all of these things that you may not have originally planned. If you're doing like financial investing with your kids, I know sometimes, you know, kids take an interest in something. And so you start doing that thing. Keep in mind that these are current subjects that your children are studying. These are things that they are learning. And there is a finite amount of time and attention and energy that we all have in a day. So if those things are taking time, attention, and energy in your day, then they have to displace something else. So know what all of your extracurriculars are that do represent quite a bit of learning and make sure that you realize that they are limiting the time and the energy that you have for other subjects so that you're not inadvertently loading up your children on too many subjects at once. So what happens when we have too many subjects, right? Not only do we feel busy, maybe overwhelmed, maybe exhausted, we have a ton of moving pieces. So we're trying to coordinate all the things, right? There's a lot of mental bandwidth to coordinating a lot of subjects. Plus then we don't have the time or the energy and our kids probably don't have the attention to spend a lot of time on each of those subjects. So then we feel like we're doing a very superficial review of the subjects. And then we may feel disappointed in the level at which our children are learning because we're trying to do too many things at once. And so one way that we can really simplify and bring ourselves peace and feel like we're giving our children a more excellent education is by limiting the number of subjects that we're doing and being aware of things that are creeping in. So there is a podcast episode, Simple as a New Smart Podcast, episode number 18 is all about choosing subjects simply. So if this is you and you tend to hoard all 
the subjects, go ahead and listen to that podcast episode. In addition, if you're someone who struggles with the decision-making process, then inside the Simple as a New Smart membership, there's a super simple three-step decision-making process tutorial. You can find that at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash simple dash is dash the dash new dash smart. So find those resources there if that is something that you particularly struggle with. Okay, number three, think about how you are spending all of your time. This means doing a time audit. And the way that this looks is that you record what you do with all of your time all day. I like to do it for a week. And yeah, sometimes I forget and I have to run back to my notebook and be like, okay, what was I doing at this time? And what was I doing at that time? And it's kind of a pain and it feels inconvenient and it might feel overwhelming, but it is so valuable because all of those things that we might be disappointed about that we are not getting done can be easily answered by how, what we are getting done, right? So how are you spending your time? And does that reflect who you want you to be? and how you want your homeschool to be. It can be reassuring, it can be a wake-up call, and it can help you get back on the right track. And it really is a relatively simple thing to do. You just have to be a little bit disciplined for about a week. And don't forget all of those activities. Don't forget the time that you spend showering. Don't forget the time you spend making meals because those are all necessary things. So don't take for granted this whole idea that there's a finite amount of time and you are, for better or worse, using every minute of your day currently. Every minute of your day currently is spent doing something, even if that's relaxing, sleeping, driving your children. And so once we know where we spend our time, then we can do a better job at being intentional about where we're spending our time. So I also have a podcast, Simple as a New Smart Podcast number 39 is 20 Things You Can Stop Doing. So that might be a resource that you need. Okay, so number four, I have Do More of What Lights You Up. I know, I know this is supposed to be a podcast about keeping things simple. So why am I telling you to do more? Well, quite simply, because going against the current is exhausting. Going against the current feels difficult for everyone. Going against the current means we're more likely to procrastinate because it's difficult and we may not really want to do it. And so we get a lot of simplicity in our life if we just do what is easiest for our family, if we just do what feels most enjoyable for our family. So for example, if you really like reading out loud, then switch so that more of your subjects can be taught and learned through reading out loud. If you like documentaries and videos, then use more of those. If you love field trips, then take the field trips. If your kids like messy stuff and you're cool with that, then do the messy things. And yes, you're allowed to have kids who love workbooks, Use the workbooks if your kids love them. In other words, I am giving you permission with number four to ignore all these shoulds of how to learn. People tell you you should be using workbooks or you should not be using videos or screens. Ignore that because learning will always be more impactful when it's enjoyable. And the goal here is to learn, right? It's it's the goal for all of us as human beings is to learn. So stop thinking that there is an appropriate way to learn. And instead, just focus on the richness of the learning in general and the easiest and most enjoyable ways to do that, to learn. So do more of what lights you up and release the things that you are sort of dreading doing, maybe switch to doing them a different way. And if this is something that your family needs more of, check out the Simple is a New Smart podcast episode number nine, all about reluctant learners, but it really applies to any of us because we can all be reluctant in any given day. It's about ways to make learning more loving and more lovable. So 
Number five, let's identify silent stressors that sabotage our day. This is a big one. You just have to be a little self-aware for a while and see what is stressing you out. So in other words, you find things that help keep your family's peace. So maybe it's sleeping in. Maybe it's getting up at a certain time because you need routines and structure. Maybe time outside or physical activity needs to take a priority. Maybe Bible time, maybe snuggles, maybe hearty meals because blood sugar issues are a real thing, folks. Maybe it's a tidy house. Maybe you are craving time altogether as a family. Maybe everyone in your family needs more alone and quiet time. There are a lot of silent stressors that will really sabotage our days and And one way that we can simplify our homeschool is this, again, this idea of making things easier and enjoyable. And it is so easy to just be militant if you identify one, two, three, maybe five things at the most that really help your family function at a peaceful and happy baseline. Be militant about those things. I know it's hard to create new habits, but go ahead and be militant about creating those habits because they will impact your day so much. Make them non-negotiable and guard the time that you need for them. So if you have to have a tidy house, then, you know, for example, that is a huge stressor to my day. And I find that that when I do a time audit, my time gets gobbled up, picking up after everybody, if I'm not careful. And so I had to get much more disciplined about assigning chores to my children. They have morning chores and they have afternoon chores. And basically what we do is we split up every, every morning, they do the same thing. Every afternoon, they will have a different chore. So for example, Tuesdays is bathrooms. So between my four children, all three of our bathrooms get cleaned, right? And I split up the chores in an age-appropriate way. And what happens that way is that it doesn't continue to eat into my mental clarity. It doesn't continue to eat into my minutes of the day. It's teaching my children responsibility. And it does It goes so far for keeping the peace in our home. There are a couple of resources that could help you. If you struggle to make new habits, go ahead and look for the habit stacking video on Zara PhD at YouTube, or I have a homeschooling with intention mini course. You can find that at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash homeschooling dash with dash intention. All right. Number six is find quiet and alone time. So even if you're an extrovert, even if your kids love being social, it's hard to keep life simple when you constantly feel crazy, busy, overwhelmed, or exhausted. The two are incompatible. It's almost impossible to say we are crazy busy and we have a simple life, right? So quiet time or alone time or time to meditate, whatever you want to call it, margin. Some people like calling it margin. It's required for a sense of simplicity in your life. You have to have margin. So the idea that there's enough time, there's enough space that we aren't constantly going, that we can spend some time just being, even if we fill that time with something that we enjoy, even if we fill that time with reading a book, The idea that there is this margin to do something impromptu. Time with our own thoughts is grounding. It's clarifying. It helps us to do better at the things that we are doing in the day. Our kids need stillness. Our kids need less stimulation. Our kids need self-reflection and self-awareness. It's a great life skill that we can teach our children. And I like to see it as one way that we end the cycle because I definitely had a mother who placed her value on how much she got done in a day 
right? And she, you know, I remember calling her in college and, and she would sort of brag about how much she got done that day, right? And I, I didn't think anything of it until I had my own girls. And I realized I didn't want them to feel like their self-worth depended on how much they did, right? Um, and so we are valuable and our days are valuable regardless of how productive we are, right? There's a lot of meaning in our life that doesn't come from pure productivity, so look for that meaning in stillness. Look for that meaning in just being and understand that your purpose and your meaning doesn't lie solely in what you get done and how productive you are. So I have another podcast episode. The Simple is the New Smart episode number 40 is all about carving out me time. And then number seven, which I want to add as a bonus for keeping life simple is to practice gratitude. So I like to tell a story that one time there's a huge homeschooling network in our area. And there's a Facebook group where people are constantly posting different classes that are available to homeschoolers or sports opportunities or field trips, play dates, all of these sorts of things. And I remember talking to a friend of mine whose kids were a little bit older about a new opportunity that showed up and whether she was going to pursue it if they were interested in doing it. And she, without skipping a beat, told me what they currently had on their plate and how satisfied she was with all of those things, how valuable those things were to their family and how she wasn't willing to give up any of those so they wouldn't be adding anything new. And there was a huge, it struck me that there was a huge difference between the way that she was approaching a new bright and shiny object compared to where how I was approaching it. And her approach was, I am so thankful for what we already have and I'm not willing to displace it. She started from a place of gratitude, right? She started from a place of enumerating what they already do, what they already have, how rich their life already is. And that gave her a sense of peace with saying like, nope, we don't need more. If we're constantly coming from a perspective of all these other things are so valuable, which they are, we are homeschoolers. We can find the value in all the things. I like to say, don't ask if it sparks joy. Of course it sparks joy. You're a homeschooler. That's how we got in this mess to begin with. The idea here is, are we willing to displace the valuable things that we already have in our lives? Whatever we include in our life has to be more valuable than what it's going to displace, which includes margin. It has to be more valuable than giving ourselves time to breathe. And it, we would be hard pressed really to find all these things that are more valuable than that, right? That they're more valuable than our quality time with our family, that they're more valuable than what we already are doing in our homeschool, that they are more valuable than our peace and our sanity, and that they're more valuable than the time our kids have to just explore and do impromptu learning. So if we start with gratitude for those things, gratitude for the time we have for impromptu learning, gratitude for the time that we have as a family gratitude for what we are already doing in our homeschool, then suddenly we can simplify things because we don't need more. And in fact, we can just do the things that we are most grateful for and feel a huge amount of satisfaction, achieve a huge amount of excellence, and ultimately have a much more focused, meaningful, and simple homeschool. So with that, I am wishing you all the simple things, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I want you to know that I have a free goodie for you. If you are wondering where you have the most clutter in your homeschool, try our minimalist homeschooling audit. It's free, it's quick, it's easy, and you will get immediate action steps to start working towards a clutter-free homeschool. So go ahead and get started today. It's at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash minimalist 
dash homeschooling dash audit.